Yo, what up everybody? It's the crew, the Good Game Gang here. Back at you again with another episode. This one is going to be a short one. It's going to be a sweet one, but it is very big nonetheless because we are covering the NBA Finals. It has finally come. We've lasted through every single round of the playoffs. And we are down to our final two teams. Who the fuck would have thought the Milwaukee Bucks and Phoenix Suns? One of these teams are going to be the champions of the whole damn world very soon. How? How did we? What? Milwaukee? Phoenix? What the fuck? <laughs> this isn't what I had at all. I'm happy about it. I think it's I think I think it's great. Like, <laughs> you know, we we talk about how there's constantly people who are in the finals all the time and the same it ends up being the same i think tori you brought this up last time a couple episodes ago it's like ends up being the same people over and over and over again it's like this time everybody's different so i think this could actually end Mm -hmm. up being a really good thing for the nba to get like all right look as some people say the nba is rigged and that could still be true but at the same point you look at this finals and you're like well this is a counter argument for that both these teams are very easy to root for there's no like oh the sun's again like ryan to your point or like i don't know i don't think there's any like big name asshole that you want to root against on either of these teams Mm, well all right maybe we'll get there we'll get there we'll get there (laughs) we'll get there no objective asshole i guess on either Mm -hmm, of these teams mm -hmm, right mm -hmm. okay all right yeah the funny thing about this is like you guys were saying this is probably the ultimate parody showdown because truly none of these teams have been in a long 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 time how long combined 103 seasons damn yeah neither team has won a championship in 103 combined seasons the bucks won their last one in 1971 The Suns are looking for their first one, and they've been in the league since 68. So both these teams are thirsty as fuck for this title. There's only one person, one person in this series with NBA Finals experience, and it's Jay goddamn Crowder of all people. (laughs) The guy who was talking shit on Twitter to Devin Booker about him playing, you know, and that he could lock him up, and now they're on the same team. Trying to win a title together. Ten points a game average, <laughs> it, Jay Crowder. It'd be like that sometimes. As as our boy MVP would say, Memphis Grizzlies legend, Jay Crowder. <laughs> Don't bring beef uh, into this. I, I you know, I'll give him one. He everybody gets one. <laughs> but you know what? While we're talking about it, let's just jump into the Phoenix Suns. It has truly been the wildest 14 months you could expect. If you're a Phoenix Suns fan, because this is a team that literally when the NBA shut down and then they came back with the bubble, the Suns went to the bubble, went undefeated. And it was kind of this weird, almost running joke of like the bubble Suns are the greatest team of all time. You know, give me the bubble Suns against the 96 Bulls who you got. I feel like Chris Paul was sitting at home watching these bubble Suns and was like, that team looks pretty good. Maybe... Maybe I should join that team. And he calls his agent immediately. And then he ends up on the Phoenix Suns. And since then, man, they have been as good as advertised, if not better, which blows my mind because the Phoenix Suns historically 
always find a way to blow it at this point. And they haven't yet. And they've got a really good chance of winning this thing. And it should be noted, too, Chris Paul, this is his first moment in the sun. Oh, I wish we could do the State Farm little little jingle after that because that was that was thank you so much but we would get sued i feel like you love to see that you love to see someone who at least deserves it from a 10-year standpoint right yeah and that is kind of fun to see to be like you know whatever happens you made it here and it's taken this long and you've gotten so close in the past and it hasn't happened for him so no matter who you're rooting for that's fun to see in sports just you know an og finally kind of getting Mm -hmm. getting their prime time yeah Oh, man. 16 long years for Chris Paul. He has gone. Damn. He has gone through it all. Playing in New Orleans, playing with Blake Griffin, playing with that son of a bitch, James Harden. And now he is here. Finally made it to the NBA Finals after all this time. And he has honestly been like the sitcom dad to these very young sons. It almost feels like, oh, here's your new dad. It's Chris Paul. And they're like, Chris Paul. (laughs) <laughs> and then they find a way to bond over the season, and now they're at the championship. Yeah, it's it's amazing. It's great. I think it's awesome how the Suns have like also just been getting better throughout the playoffs. Like as yeah. as they've gone, like every stat, almost every category that they have, mm. they've just been getting mm-hmm. better. Their average points, their average field goal percentage, their average rebounding assists, like everything has just gotten better and better as they went. The Lakers, the Clippers, the Nuggets, and it just so I think it. They're just a fun team to watch. Yeah. And it's cool because it's like you can tell that both these teams, too, are just like having a lot of fun while they're in there and they really want to win. This may be their only shot. If anybody knows, it is Chris Paul. And I think, too, you watch them play, especially in these final conference series. There was no assumption that they were getting. It was a fight till the bitter end for both these series. And that's kind of nice going into the final. Neither of these teams felt entitled to this. And I think Hmm. that I won't name a specific franchise that seems to be consistently feeling entitled to win <laughs> the LA Lakers. Wow. I mean, come on. We, we can't say we didn't know exactly who she was talking about when she got into that. <laughs> Can we go one episode without them, please? Nope. No. <laughs> no. All right. Fair enough. That's I decided we can't. <laughs> uh, okay. So if you're watching the Phoenix Suns, guys, what would you say makes them so good i'll go ahead and start to give you guys a little time i will say i was very hesitant to believe in the phoenix suns throughout most of the playoffs i will admit i was wrong but one thing i have noticed that they do they don't make a lot of mistakes they do not give you a chance to take advantage of bad plays that they have made they don't commit a lot of turnovers they're pretty efficient shooting they they shoot a couple threes because you know the youths love threes nowadays but They really don't make a ton of mistakes, but they don't turn the ball over. They don't take a lot of dumb shots. They're not doing some weird stuff on defense. They're just really sound in that regard. I agree. I agree. And I think that even though you have a Chris Paul there, you got a Devin Booker there, no one plays like a star. Everyone, there's a lot of communication and it, it feels like ensemble playing on that team, which I think kind of behooves what you're saying Justin in that there's nobody who's playing for themselves they're playing for the entire team and I think you know as conceptual as that is I they're just on the same page yeah which is a compliment to just how well they are coached really 
Mm-hmm. They're just very well-rounded mm-hmm. in the sense that they have somebody who can do everything. It's not like they have, like a lot of these other teams where it's like, all right, you our only mission is to outscore the other team. Like you look at the, the Nets, like going mm-hmm. through the playoffs, like the only way they're going to win is if they just scored 140 points each game just to, to beat people. Whereas the Suns have a team that can do everything they have people who can get a lot of assists they have a lot of rebounds they have they just have everything available and with that they've been very consistent too which has been helpful for them so not only can they do everything as a team but they've been consistent as a team together plus they they didn't get the injury burden i feel like as many other teams did in comparison to a lot of what we've seen i think the suns kind of came out pretty unscathed from a long-term standpoint, which kind of fits into what we said in episode one about it may just be the last two teams literally standing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, literally. Because I was going to say a lot of what I didn't want to buy into the Suns was at first. It was like, well, the Lakers were banged up. Well, the Nuggets are banged up. Well, the Clippers are banged up. And then after a while, you're just like, I mean, that may be true, but these guys are just fucking good. Yeah. It may be these other teams are hurt, Mm -hmm. but also... I don't know if they would have beat them healthy. They're just that good. Yeah, I can agree with that. You know, two things can be true at the same time, right? Mm-hmm. Like they can have played incredible basketball mm-hmm. and also one of the only teams that wasn't riddled with debilitating injuries for mm-hmm. months. You know, yep. you watch what Booker did. You watch what Paul did. You watch, you wa- I mean, Crowder, Crowder, <laughs> Crowder did the thing too. Like, <laughs> God you know, bless you, him. Yeah, you watch, you watch these guys. So, uh, you know, DeAndre Ayton, like all of them, they they showed up for this. And I think yeah. uh, you can't take that away saying, oh, you guys, oh, you didn't sprain your ankle. You know, that's not that's mm-hmm. not the only reason they're here for sure. Sure. Real quick, guys, let's just go around the horn. Give me one big time player to watch out for and give me one person who may just have a great finals on Phoenix here. I mean, I think you have to continue watching Chris Paul. Like, you have to see what he's going to do. He showed up this entire year. He showed up in the playoffs when everybody else was kind of not present. He just kind of took over the game. So I feel like he's going to be the one to watch. I think Booker's going to go out and give you exactly what he's going to give you. He's going to hit a bunch of shots, make a bunch of threes. Like, he's great for that, and it's still really awesome to watch. But I feel like Chris Paul is going to be that guy where, like, if if he shows up like he has been showing up, they're going to be a very tough team to beat. I would agree with that. My prediction is that we're actually going to see the. I mean, we've seen amazing offense from the Suns in a big way, and I think they're going to be challenged defensively a little bit, and I'll be interested to see how that shakes out. Not that I'm not optimistic for them. They're who I'm rooting for, but I just mm-hmm. think, you know, it's it's the final series, and I think we won't see – Booker just like having the ball for the entire quarter (laughs) like we've seen some in Mm -hmm. in these playoffs and in regular season I think they're going to be challenged a little bit but I think if there's anyone up to the task it's them Justin what do you got I'm definitely a believer in the thing that's gotten Phoenix over is their depth and when Chris Paul has been out whether it be a shoulder injury whether it be COVID whether it be a State Farm filming Cameron Payne has been pretty damn great honestly he has been everything you would ask of not just a backup point guard but a point guard who can win games at the highest level he's just been he's been great 
to be so young. Everyone on the Suns, with the exception of Chris Paul, is so incredibly young. You get Cameron Payne, who's 26. He's like the third oldest person on the team. And to me, that is just mind-blowing. Um, especially when you have a guy like DeAndre Aiden, who's 22 but looks 38. I don't know what is wrong with DeAndre Aiden. He he needs SPF or something. But I would say Cameron Payne's going to be very big going against the bench of Milwaukee. Cameron Payne, the former Chicago Bulls stud for three seasons. <laughs> <laughs> Chicago Bulls legend Cameron Payne. Yep. <laughs> Some might put him in the rafters for, you know, one of the one of the greater players to ever play there. So I, I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> if he just dominates during this series. I think it's going to be interesting, too, to see, you know, can Monty Williams, can he pull it out? That's I is, yeah. is how real is he in this series, too? I think he's done a phenomenal job. Fantastic coaching. The job. finals are the finals. So I'm really looking forward to see how he's going to handle this, too. I'm pulling for him, but I want to see how he's going to handle it. You know what? Monty Williams and the coaching is a very good transition into the Phoenix Suns opponent in this NBA Finals because truly. Wait, Justin, I feel, though, before we move on to Milwaukee, uh there is one player for the Phoenix Suns who I would love to mention. Oh, shout him out. And that is number 12 forward Tory Craig. Oh, Lord. (laughs) Justin, you said it yourself. You never root against a Justin. Mm -hmm. And I never root against a Tory. Okay. The spelling's a little different. Listen, there is one one extra R that is unnecessary. Okay? And I've never really trusted a Tory with an E, but, you know, that's okay. Who is also, might I add, a Sagittarius like myself. Wow. Okay? Born December 19th, 1990. Look at that research. Yeah, really looking forward to that playing a factor in the playoffs. <laughs> Has Tory Craig done a whole lot? No. But that, you know... Sometimes you rise to the occasion. I can't wait to see what my namesake will do in this final <laughs> series. And with that, I yield my time. Thank you. You know what? It's actually great you bring up Tory Craig because he's the most fascinating man in this series. And I say that because he started the season with the Bucks and was traded to the Sun. So technically, no matter what, Tory Craig is guaranteed a ring. I believe that's how it works. And this is the part where you have to play big rings. Yep. We can't afford that. Fuck. <laughs> you know we cannot afford I'll I'll maybe I'll look for the karaoke version. Maybe maybe yeah. we can get away with that. I'll check with the Trident team and see if they'll allow us to do that. But let's hop into those gosh darn Milwaukee Bucks. They finally did it. They made it to the finals. Holy hell. It felt like literally a month ago, the Bucks were going to be an early exit and their coach was going to get fired and we were all going to be like Giannis again, again. But here they are. They they have persevered. They have made it to the finals. And they have done so for a couple of reasons. They've done so because Giannis Antetokounmpo is truly, I would argue, maybe the toughest person to guard in the NBA today. You just can't find another mix of size and speed and length. I found a very, very fun stat the other day about Giannis where he is averaging, this is just in the paint, 20.2 points a game these playoffs which is the second highest rate for points in the paint since Shaquille O'Neal, who was also very hard to guard. So that's just how good he is. The thing that makes it interesting for the Bucks is Giannis ain't 100%. He hyper-extended his knee at the end of that Atlanta series, and he's kind of been the biggest question mark going into these finals. 
So, you know what? Let's not even entertain the idea of him not playing. Let's just say he's out there on the floor and look at the Bucks objectively in that way. They've got a good chance at doing this, right? Because we just spent like the last couple minutes gassing up the Suns pretty well as if they've got it in the bag. But I mean, it's... The Bucks have the number one defense in the NBA, and that's nothing to sneeze at. Like I said, I'm rooting for the Suns, but I definitely think the Bucks are going to give them a big old run for their money. Man, I think I think we're playing. I think we're playing seven games, folks. I think we're playing seven games in this series. Ooh, yep. Heard it here. Tori thinks it's going seven. The fun thing about Milwaukee is it kind of felt like it all came together for them in that last series where, I mean, even with Giannis out, Brooke Lopez was stepping up. Crazy ass Chicago Bulls legend Bobby Portis was fucking stepping up. Yo, I'm happy for Bobby. I'm happy for Bobby. <laughs> I, I'm in de- I don't know, man. Bobby, I'm- Former wizard. That's true. Washington Wizards legend Bobby Porter, but he punched a guy. He did like punch a there's a there's a very short list of Chicago Bulls that have punched a guy in practice, and it is Michael Jordan and Bobby Portis, and both of those dudes are out of pocket for doing it. There is no excuse. I I guess I'm happy to see the growth of Bobby Portis that he is now just a, a more mature but still very unhinged older man. He's only 26, you know. Just those eyes, man. Those eyes have lived many years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Man, it's almost as if the Bulls gave away a lot of guys playing in the finals, Ryan. Man, I tell you, I think that's been going on since 1998. That's been that's been happening for a while. But hey, <laughs> I, I'm happy for all these guys that they're able to make it happen. I agree that I think Milwaukee is going to give Phoenix a run for it, but I don't see how they're beating Phoenix. Hmm. I think it goes back to like, is Giannis going to be able to play? Yeah. He's he's the huge question mark right now. Based on how it is right now, the Suns are healthy. The Bucks are not as healthy. So we'll see. But I I think the person on uh, Milwaukee to watch is going to be Chris Middleton. I think he mm. he's that guy, similar to how we were saying, it's going to be depending on how like Chris Paul plays. I think it's going to be depending yeah. on how Chris Middleton plays. Because if Giannis is out there, he's going to get... He's going to get his similar to how Devin Booker is going to get his when he's out there for the Suns. I think Giannis is going to do what he does. And then, but Chris Middleton's had those times where he shows up and has a great game. And then other times where he just kind of disappears. So he's going to be that other one to watch where if he's there, they have a lot better of a chance. So if he's there, I mean, if he shows up for every game they play, Milwaukee stands a much better chance, but we just haven't seen, I haven't at least seen him be that consistent yet in the playoffs and we should also just mention that we are recording this approximately 19 minutes before (laughs) game one of this series don't don't be giving away the magician's secret story but i'm just saying and we don't even know i'm on espn right now and there's no there's nothing that is solid information on Giannis yet could that be part of the Bucks' strategy, though? I, I think absolutely, yeah. The NFL does that shit all the time. Why give Phoenix the opportunity to, to prepare? I mean, in theory, if you know they're the healthier team, they're the deeper team, maybe make them prepare for two different things. I think Giannis is going to play. I just can't see him letting this opportunity pass him. After the last two years, being the back-to-back MVP and losing in the playoffs and coming up short, I mean, of course, like we we all know he's incredibly talented, but it feels like when he joined the league, there was so much hype around him. And it feels like there's almost like Giannis. I could see this mindset where Giannis almost wants to get a ring to justify that hype a little bit, you know. 
But I other thing I think the other thing too that is special in Giannis that I don't know. I don't I don't think the Suns have is someone who's like Giannis's size that can do what Giannis can do. Exactly. I think that's a very specific player that mm-hmm. I don't think the Suns have an equivalent in that. Yeah. I don't think anyone does. I tr- I yeah. truly think he's a one of one. I don't know what you do against him and if I mean it seems as though we all think the Suns will win this, but if I can just try to come up with a game plan, if I wanted to get an assistant coaching job right now through this podcast, I would say the key to victory through the Bucks is it's got to be a boatload of Giannis, right? And it's getting guys like DeAndre Ayton and Jay Crowder into foul trouble because yeah. while Phoenix may be the better shooting team, I would say physically they're, they're a little light when it comes to big men. And Milwaukee's got that in spades when you've got Portis, when you've got Lopez, when you've got Giannis. So I think if there is a way they win, it's just kind of disrupting that flow and hoping Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton do a sufficient enough job of slowing down Chris Paul and Devin Booker. I mean, Giannis got to make some free throws, though, if they're going to win this thing. It's it's kind of that simple. <laughs> and he's got to get him off within 10 seconds because he can't seem to do that either. He <laughs> 10, ten second yeah. violations followed Bless by an airballed free throw. Like, dude needs to. Bless, yeah, he's pick it up, man. If there's anything to watch for everybody who, if this is your first finals experience, just wait to see how much fun the Phoenix crowd has with Giannis when he eventually gets to the free throw line, because they will do the count for him to uh, try and throw him off of his game. I'm over under five airball free throws for Giannis whole series. What do you got, Tori? Wait, ask me that question again. Will Giannis have more or less than five air balls in this NBA Finals? I think less. Ooh, all right, all right. Ryan, what do you think? I agree with Tori. I think it's going to be less. I was going to pose an over-under question right before you did it too. And I think we can combine these mine and yours together to make an even better one. Get it in, get it in. All right, we'll put it at, we'll, we'll set it at four and a half. Over under the amount of times Giannis air balls a free throw or has a 10-second violation at the free throw line. Ooh, combined? Yes, combined four and a half for the series. I think he has more, but I think he has zero 10-second violations. I don't think they call it in the finals. Okay, so you think it's going to be over... So you think he's going to have at least five airballed free throws? I think he's getting at least one a game, yeah. Okay, got it. I'm going to take the over as well, but I think it's going to be a combined a combined number. Because I agree you that think he's getting a 10 second. I think Phoenix, like you said, the crowd is going to try and mess with his head and then he's going to try and play yeah. into it like, no, they're not doing 10 seconds. And then he's going to actually take longer than that. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, when you're when you're in the arena, they're going to be on a little bit of a they're not going to have a full Mississippi count going. They're going to sure. be cheating a little bit. So it's reverse psychology that turns into psychology because you're reversing the reverse psychology. Yeah. <laughs> so I have a, a question. For you guys. And I think a very interesting statistic that we have is that Milwaukee is the better first quarter team Mm. and Phoenix is the better second quarter team or second half team. Mm -hmm. So is there a like point threshold that either of you have if one of these teams is ahead, right? Do we think, oh, the the sun it's third quarter and the suns have it like milwaukee yeah. can't come back like what is mm-hmm. what is that point threshold for you guys is that 20 points is that 10 points how how optimistic i guess are we in kind of second half upsets here 
I think if the Bucks at any point are down in the second half by 11 points, the game is over. Really? Okay. Period. Phoenix, I, oof. I mean, they can they can get them up so fast. Yeah. I feel like there had to be a game in that Clippers series where they were down in like near. It had to be about ten or so, and you thought they had it, and then through one way or another, they end up winning the game by one. And it's yeah. just like, what the fuck just happened? It's like you know, you get Booker comes down, maybe hit a three. You get maybe uh, Mikel Bridges, who we haven't talked about at all. Maybe he comes down, gets one. Aiden gets one in a foul. Like they can make up points so fast. And I don't think Milwaukee is exactly built that same way. I think they're a much more slow, methodical, kind of half-court, like, set team where their way of getting a lot of points is, like, they'll get to the free throw line. And then maybe if there's enough attention on Yadis, there's a kick out there for him. But I think Phoenix can literally just pull up and make a bunch of shots in a hurry. Which is, I think, a very scary thing for, for their competition. Yeah, I think Milwaukee will have to lead the majority of these games if they want to win, which makes sense because that's how you win. But also, (laughs) I say that in saying that Phoenix can score a lot more points faster than they can. I would agree with that. Fun stat, Phoenix is 11-0 after leading by double digits. Wow. Yeah, you're you're right. So that 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 eleven point threshold is what what we're looking the ten or eleven points, and it's like all right, they're up by double digits. We'll see. Yeah. Is there any other fun points of this matchup that you guys want to see? Because I really am actually looking forward to Devin Booker and Chris Middleton going back and forth. I think that's going to be a very fun kind of matchup between the two because they're two very talented guards who do things a little bit differently, and they're both really great at what they do. Like I think. It'll be interesting to see how Devin Booker plays against a larger guard, even though he's used to it. But Chris Middleton's a very good defender. The same can be said for Drew Holiday. Very good defender who's never had this opportunity. This may be his one shot. Who knows where the Bucks go from here if they don't win this series. And I feel like them getting rid of Eric Bledsoe for Drew Holiday is now starting to seem like the smartest move they could have ever made because it got him exactly where they needed to be. Which at the time you were like... Really? That's that's what you're going with? But then, yeah, you look at it, it's like, yeah, that ended up being a really mm-hmm. great play. Yeah. Not that I love Eric Bledsoe, but it's just like, no, <laughs> eh, eh, I guess. Drew Holiday, sure. Right? sure, sure. I mean, nice guy, but eh. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I, I would have never assumed he was the final piece to a championship puzzle. I really believe that Chris Paul wants this so badly. And I think Suns fans want this so badly mm-hmm. because, you know, they've never never been here before mm-hmm. the suns just feel like they've got the, some fire because you know the sun you know because it's a star wow so he's been hanging out at the planetarium <laughs> that is so comically outside of my personality that i can't even <laughs> take that seriously at all it's a great place to go it's a great it's and a i great love show. that for you justin i love that for you <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> no but i i don't know i just this th- there's some energy around the suns that i mm-hmm. i just it's so palpable and and I'm I'm just not sure Milwaukee kind of has that. And I just think I think Chris wants it so bad. I think he wants it so fucking bad. Yeah, he does. So. Man, imagine how lit those State Farm commercials are going to be if the Suns win this thing. <laughs> oh, baby. Man, Chris Paul is going to be unleashed out here, man. It's going to be nuts. Dude, Carlton Banks is going to have a job for so long on the State Farm commercials if this thing happens, man. Oh, my God. (laughs) Yes. Get Alfonso. Give him him all all of it. Get get him all the Chris Paul impersonations. Give give him everything. Bring Alfonso back. (laughs) (laughs) 
I never noticed the like similarity until they did that. And I'm just like, who the <laughs> fuck came up with this? <laughs> oh my god. Okay, so real quick, everybody, let's go around. Give me who wins and how many games and who your MVP is. Ryan, I'm gonna start with you. I would love to just say Suns and four, but there's no chance that can actually happen. Uh, <laughs> I was like, we gotta, we gotta at least acknowledge uh, that guy. I would love to say that because I think this. that would be a dream scenario. But I, I think, I think the Suns are gonna take it in six. Who you got as MVP? Uh, Chris Paul. I, I feel like it just at this point, if there was a, a time to yeah. have it happen, like this would have to be the time. I'm gonna have to agree with you there, just so we can move past me real quick. Suns and six, Chris Paul gets his MVP trophy and another three years of State Farm commercials. Tori, who you got? I think Suns in seven. Things being mm. a little tougher, mm. but I also think they're they're not not gonna give it to Chris Paul in that case. It, I don't know, Tori Craig could ball out. <laughs> don't don't hold your Sagittarius brethren down like that. You never know. The only guaranteed champion. The only guaranteed <laughs> right. champion. MVP is Tori Craig, without a doubt. No no question in my mind. <laughs> NBA Twitter would have a field day. Averaging uh, four point nine points a game right now. Just FYI, it's the things you don't get on the stat sheet that he does very well. Sadly, you know, passion, heart. Points, eh. rebounds. Eh. He's a Draymond Green. He's a Draymond <laughs> Green. You know, he's he's just a son of a bitch when he's on that floor. He, I saw some crazy stat where it says he runs like four miles a game because that's how much he's moving out there. Damn. The, and you don't get four miles on a stat sheet. You can't. Dang. That's what I mean. He's just all over it. He's not scoring. Cross country runner out here, baby. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> He's getting those miles in, man. He's running like soccer player numbers out here. Every game. Hoka better sponsor him. Damn, let's go. <laughs> Fuck Nike. Get some Sakanis on this motherfucker. Shit. <laughs> deep, deep cut. Deep cut cross country runners. <laughs> Did she run cross country? Yes. <laughs> I would love a Hoka basketball shoe, by the way. I feel like maybe the streets need that. Like they should do this. Do they? Do you remember like when you were like in high school and the East Bay catalog used to come by and they would have the shoes that would supposedly make you jump higher? Yep. Yes. I feel like that's the lane Hoka needs to get into. <laughs> just like an absurd fucking soul that it makes you either jump higher or it's just light as fuck. We're just flying up and down the court. That's so and funny. And that's the way in. I mean, Puma's back. Why not Hoka? Why not? Puma just makes whatever shoe they want. Like, they're like, we're not running shoes. We're not yeah. basketball shoes. We're just multi-purpose shoes for activities. <laughs> well, they got NBA Rookie of the Year and some Pumas. So it's, you, they're uh, turning the tide. Go. They're turning the tide. All right. So we all are in agreement. The NBA champions this year will somehow be the goddamn Phoenix. I can't even believe I'm saying this. The ghost of Charles Barkley will be free. Free to roam. Phoenix is so hot all the time. When do you even do a championship parade at like 11 at night? Like you can't yeah. do it during the day. Everyone would die. It's like 111. Well, did you see after they won the conference, everyone was out. I mean, people were out celebrating in the oh, sun yeah. and it was like 115 degrees or something. Whose fans would drink more? Milwaukee's fans or Phoenix's? Oh, Milwaukee. I don't, don't sleep on Phoenix. Milwaukee. They, Arizona State is there. I don't know. 
I don't know. I think Milwaukee is just sad enough and in the Midwest enough <laughs> to really. I mean, Pabst Blue Ribbon, the whole brewery and factory is in Milwaukee. Milwaukee's going to drink regardless. I'm not going to count out any state where Gronk went to college when it comes to partying and drinking. I cannot. That's fair. Because That's fair. <laughs> That's fair. Hey, if Mil- but in the in the uh case that Milwaukee does win, we could take a little road trip, y'all. I was going to say, I mean, if tickets are cheap enough, I remember I was just out of curiosity, I peeked at like some conference final tickets. They were like a hundred something. I would go to that. Right. And even if we don't go to the game, we can just party after with <laughs> with the people of Milwaukee. Yeah. When's the weekend games? I'll go catch a train up. We could find Tori and get him for an interview. Oh, my God. Tori and Tori. <laughs> yes. The new good game spinoff. Tori and Tori. <laughs> I'm an EY and I'm an I. <laughs> that would be our thing. <laughs> You guys got to stand back to back like Lethal Weapon. He's like seven feet tall. He's got he's got like a foot and a half on me. Easy. It's all right. We'll get you a box. We'll get you a box. Thank you. Thank you. All right, guys. We're going to wrap it up. We will be back very soon with another episode. We have got a lot coming your way. But specifically for the NBA Finals, I do have some very fun news. We are going to be doing a couple watch-alongs of some of these games through our good friends at the Trident Network. We're going to be on their YouTube channel. It'll be myself. It'll be Tori. It'll be Ryan. And it'll be some of our funny sport-loving friends all watching together. And you can, in theory, watch with us watching the game and see who gets drunk first, your friends or our friends. It'll be a damn good time. So check us out. If you follow the Instagram, which you should, The Good Game Pod. Check out more details for that coming very soon. We're going to have at least game two. We're probably going to do a couple more games after that as well, as they like to say in the biz, if necessary. But I think they'll be necessary. They'll need more time. They'll definitely need more time for this one. Anything you want to say before we get the heck out of here? Go Suns. Ooh, that's bold. Ryan? I'm just looking forward to a very fun (laughs) series where both teams try very hard. Since when? I am looking forward to some very good basketball. If you want to support us, there are many ways to do so. You can follow us on our Instagram. Once again, that is The Good Game Pod. You can also go to the Trident Network's website and check out a bunch of stuff. We've got a Patreon. We've got merch. We've got other podcasts and other content that you may just want to check out for yourself. And... If you do join the Patreon for the Trident Network, you get a shout out on your favorite podcast. You know what? I say, guys, we do one better. How about if you join Patreon on behalf of the Trident Network and mention Good Game, what if they gave us like a topic for an episode? Is that too much? Yeah, that's good. I like that. Ryan, what say you? Yeah, I mean, something like that. Or just, I mean, if they have any questions for us, we can definitely answer them on, you know, on air, whatever. I'm I'm cool with either of those things. I feel like if they have a topic though, that'd be that'd be fun. All right. Well, consider it set in stone. The stone being this audio recording. Join the Patreon. Tell them about good game. You got some questions, send them in. You got a topic you want to hear about, send it in and we don't we will talk about it. Unless it's J. Cole's basketball career, because we're not talking about that right now. Even though he was 
training with some NBA coaches this week. He's coming back. Yikes. He's coming back, just like I predicted. He's going to send that fax that says I'm back. It's coming. <laughs> All right. We are out of here. Tori, you know what to do. Give the people your social. I'm at ToriWin1 on Instagram. Ryan. I'm at Ryan.Lipman on Instagram. Shit's still on private. <laughs> Good job, Ryan. <laughs> Take it off private, you coward. <laughs> <laughs> and I am at Swin underscore Swin underscore. It's been fun. Enjoy the games. There's only so many left of this NBA season, so enjoy them while you got them. We're out of here. We'll see you next time. Good game, baby. Okay, bye. Bye. We did it. Good Game is produced by Tori Wynn, Ryan Lippman, and Justin Swinson, who also handles the show's editing. Our theme music was made by Mamba Beats. You can follow Good Game on Instagram at the Good Game Pod or visit our webpage at thetridentnetwork.com slash good dash game dash pod. Good Game is a part of the Trident Network. To learn more about our videos, live shows, and other podcasts, please visit thetridentnetwork.com.